is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul. Hello. Hey, guys. Well, welcome to episode 35, which actually reminds me of something I read recently. Did you guys know that by the age of 35, you should have a collection of excuses for canceling plans and a system in place for how to realistically rotate them? Life goals right there. <laughs> Is that why we're recording on a Saturday night instead of a Monday? <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> or by the age of 35, you should run into friends and say, we should hang out soon, twice a week. You'll never hang out, though. You'll just scream it at each other until one of you dies. <laughs> we should hang out. <laughs> yeah, man, call me sometimes. <laughs> on your headstone, it'll say, he said we should hang out soon, last. <laughs> Do you still have the same number? <laughs> Hasn't changed since high school. <laughs> man... I'm almost 35, and the only thing I'm ready for is bedtime. Like, <laughs> I hear you all there, the man. time. The earlier, the better. In fact, let's just stay in bed the whole day tomorrow. <laughs> all in the same bed? <laughs> Be like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory style? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where's, bed. where's your hand? <laughs> between the between pillows? Two, between two pillows. <laughs> Those aren't Those are pillows! <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, guys, when did we get so old? It just kind of happened for me one day, I guess. I mean, I have a kitchen cabinet dedicated entirely to plastic bags holding (laughs) smaller plastic bags. (laughs) Well, what else are you going to use to hold your plastic bags? These are the things you have to think of when you're an adult. (laughs) And underneath it is probably a bunch of pens that you can never find when you actually need to write something down. (laughs) Of course. And batteries. Yep. Yep. Used batteries. The ones that you're like, (laughs) this doesn't quite work in this remote anymore, but it might work for, say, a flashlight for a minute. I really ought to recycle these properly when I have the time. (laughs) For now, you are relegated to the drawer. (laughs) Well, guys, if you missed last episode, I recommend checking it out. That's when the gang and I talked about water parks. Uh, You can find that and all of our past episodes at DatingOurselvesPodcast.com, on iTunes, Google Music, and wherever you find your podcast. I find mine to be delightful. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. That's good. (laughs) We really appreciate our listeners' support, and we'd like to share some kind words left by one of the listeners on iTunes about our show. If you'd like to leave us a five-star written review on iTunes ironic or otherwise not saying i'm begging at this point but please leave us five star reviews on itunes and we would definitely love to read it on air as a way to say thanks absolutely indubitably so this week's five star review comes from lost girl 7988 She writes, Such a fun show. I listen while I'm at my desk and several times my coworkers look up from their desk and ask why I'm laughing. I've even gotten some of them to listen. Keep it up, guys. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lost Girl 7988, 
Five star reviews are always encouraged, and be sure to tell your friends about the Dating Ourselves podcast, which she already did, so <laughs> she's already good in our book. <laughs> but tell your other friends. <laughs> Do you ever look at usernames and try and, like, discern what the numbers might mean? Because the numbers are usually personal to people. So you think, like, you know, 79 is her birth year, and then 88 is her boy toy's birth year, or vice versa. <laughs> Ooh, well, look at that. <laughs> well, I always wonder about that, because, so, years ago, in the glory days of Halo and Xbox Live, my wife's screen name ended in 619. And... Uh-huh. I always thought that was a Rey Mysterio uh, wrestling (laughs) reference. And then I was talking with someone on Xbox Live, and they're like, your wife isn't on. Like, yeah, she'll be on later. And then he says, what's the 619 for anyway? And I was like, I think it's Rey Mysterio. All of a sudden, I feel like those laser glaring eyes on the back of my neck, you know, as like the drone is coming in for a kill. Uh Oh, no. And all the, it gets eerily quiet, and then I hear her pipe up and go, you know that's our anniversary, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, which apparently Brian I, knows, but I, I don't even the, though I was at the wedding. <laughs> I know it was the anniversary of Counter-Strike. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How is your couch these days? <laughs> is it comfy still? <laughs> it was the day that Mortal Kombat came out. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but I I got married that day, huh? <laughs> I guess I don't really remember that night. <laughs> there were a lot of injuries that night, believe it or not. <laughs> I broke a toe. Didn't you break a knee? Uh, I didn't break it, but I definitely uh, sprained my MCL. That's a strange way to start the honeymoon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently I'm not very good at doing what I thought I could do on the dance floor. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I thought it was the garter toss. I thought nope. so Adam is particularly short and I thought this is where the end, uh, I am? The, yes. <laughs> if you didn't know this by now, um then I I mean you got a discount at the Chinese buffet today because they thought you were a child. Come on, let's. <laughs> so, at my wedding on the uh, at the dance floor when they were doing the garter toss, someone picked Adam up and put him on their shoulders when I went to go toss the garter in an effort to catch it, and they dropped him. Oh. Yes, they did. Oh, I was. I was fine then. <laughs> I thought that was when the injury occurred. Oh no! I have no, no idea how I broke my toe. <laughs> I, it, I have exceptionally wide feet, and it was I was wearing tuxedo shoes Rental all day. Shoes. That'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. And I, I don't even remember hitting it on anything. But the next morning, I was like, "Huh, my toe never moved back." <laughs> <laughs> And I wasn't even 30 yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, geez, we're still in our, like, mid-20s at that point. Yeah, I made a horrible mistake. (laughs) (laughs) If my wife is listening, and she will, I apologize, I love you, and the couch is wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) 
anyway, <laughs> let's get this started before I get myself any more in the doghouse. <laughs> this week, I'm going to be leading a discussion on Betty Crocker's Fruit Gushers. Really? That's right. Gushers are a Betty Crocker label. I had no idea. Huh. Neither so, did I. <laughs> so what's the over-under on this episode? We think in ten minutes? Five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've already gone 20, and we haven't started the topic yet, so I'm going to go with the cool 45. All right, I like it. Optimistic. (laughs) So, remember, we will pick the next episode's topic at the end of the show. It will be Nostalgia Combat! Nostalgia Combat! Nostalgia Combat! (laughs) It'll be me in a Y2K versus Brian in the Mighty Max TV series. We will also visit our old friend, the Hopper of Imagination, to get another topic for Paul. So, Paul, tell us about Betty Crocker's Fruit You almost said Y2J again, didn't you? <laughs> I thought about it for a second. <laughs> it certainly crossed my mind. <laughs> Fair. All right. So, introduced in 1991, Fruit Gushers are produced by General Mills under the Betty Crocker brand name. Until today, I did not know that Betty Crocker was the invention of an advertising company, because... I, you know, she has cookbooks and she really? has a radio show and all that stuff. There is no Betty Crocker the person. It is a complete made-up thing by General Mills. Well, it wasn't General Mills at the time. Interesting. Wow. I didn't know that either. My but brain just exploded. There is no Betty Crocker. Wow. My whole and, life feels like a lie now. And Gushers come in eight flavors. Thank you for joining us on Dating Ourselves. <laughs> 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 so tell me about Gushers. Can you Gushers. at least elaborate the flavors for us? Well, yeah, let's, let's talk about Gushers came out about the same time that all the other like processed fruit snacks did. So fruit by the foot, yes. fruit yep. roll up. Um, so Gushers <laughs> were they were different in that they weren't like t- I don't know how would you describe the other ones. Because like the fruit by the yeah, was almost like the other ones were like a sheet of yeah. processed fruit paste. Y- yes, that's a that's exactly what I was going to say. Is your normal fruit snack has you know pick your cartoon character or you know fruit and it's like they cut it out of a bigger thing with a cookie cutter. It's often flat on one side and here's your you know like plastic injected strawberry. Whereas Gushers are like an elongated hexagonal um, pyramid shape. Yeah, it was almost kind of like a diamond-esque kind of look to it. Yes, that's a much better way to describe it. it, (laughs) But like a hexagonal diamond or something. It was weird. Kind of looks like... I haven't seen a gusher in person in a while, but it looks like a D&D die. So yeah, I, don't actually, know if it, I don't know if it's a oh. D12 or a D20. I'd have to see a gusher in person to know. But um. So, so <laughs> funny, funny that you should bring that up because uh, I'm sure we'll get into the commercials a little bit later. But that was actually one thing I noticed when I was watching the commercials. When they first showed the gushers, I was like, those look like dice that you'd use in like 
Dungeons and Dragons or something. Yeah. Those don't look edible. Like, they, <laughs> they, they were too solid. They looked a little too hard. Yeah, it just didn't look right. So they were introduced in 1991. Um, the inner center of the gusher is a thick, sweet fruit-flavored liquid, and it's surrounded by almost like a soft jello on the outside as opposed to like other fruit snacks, which are hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, when you bite into it, uh, the liquid inside gushes out, hence the name Gusher. Right. And Fruit Gushers is the actual, like, technical, like, the scientific name of the candy. Genus, <laughs> order, and gushers. species, yeah. <laughs> Thank we're, you. We're using snack food taxonomy. Uh. <laughs> But they are commonly known as Gushers. Uh, when they debuted, they were the hit of the lunchroom. Everybody wanted them as opposed to the Bugs Bunny uh, or Tasmania. Because, yep. you know, Tasmania um, was, was big at the time. Big popular show at the time, yeah. Yep. Yep. They were the hit. They were one that they were the snack that everybody wanted. And they sort of died out around 97. But when they hit, they had this glorious advertising campaign. (laughs) And they they were using CGI in the commercials. And they would show people biting into the gusher. And then their head would turn into the, uh, like, whatever the fruit was for the flavor. So, like, the banana gusher, your head turned into a banana. Yep, yep. Or like the blueberry one, and your head would turn yep. to a blueberry, or a lime, or yeah, whatever. Yep. And then uh, the first commercial I can actually remember was for when they introduced the sour gushers, and they would bite the gusher, and then they they did it with CGI, but it looked almost like when you blow a fan in someone's face, and their face kind of pushes in, and their lips would pucker, and then their head would get a little bit bigger. They couldn't say anything after eating it, and they did something similar with Warheads, but Gushers did it first. It didn't have notable music. I think it was just, it was so different compared to other uh, candy commercials at the time. Yeah, agreed. Um, and the one I remember was like the tongue twister one. And I don't yep. remember oh, yeah. if that was a sour one or not, or if it was just like intense fruit flavor. But it was a similar thing where like you'd have a kid, you know, shove some gushers in her mouth and then. She'd open her mouth and her tongue would come out in like this pretzel roll. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's what it's going to do. And, you know, you eat them and that never happens. It was really disappointing. But <laughs> so at the 91 launch, they initially, for like the first quarter, only had two flavors, and that was Gushin Grape and Strawberry Splash. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Grape was discontinued in 2017, which makes me horribly sad because I always thought that Gushin' Grape was the best flavor. Really? Yeah. Really? I did like it. I liked it a lot. But going back to the commercials and when Gushin' Grape came out, um, probably... Out of all the commercials, there are some that are more notable, but as I was re-watching them in preparation for this, my favorite, which I had completely forgotten about until I found it on YouTube, was this 
librarian and she's walking through the library and she's confiscating boxes like the like 12 pack boxes of gushers Mm -hmm. from students and as she's walking back to her desk she pops the box open and it starts like spraying liquid out the top of the box (laughs) but it's in a it's in streams for each flavor. So there's the grape, there's the strawberry, and then the like strawberry flash or tropical flavor, whatever it is. And it's just dousing everything and all the books and card catalog stuff <laughs> is sticking together in the library. And then she walks over to a desk and she opens a drawer and drops it in. And as she opens the desk drawer, there's like six other boxes and they're just leaking ooze into her desk. She drops this box in and when she closes the drawer, the label on the drawer says mine (laughs) so really it was like a quality control thing she just wanted to protect the children from these things that were otherwise going to hurt them and make them horribly horribly (laughs) sticky that's true (laughs) I mean who would want the kids at their library's head to start turning into random fruits (laughs) that's true In the uh, later years, as they were starting to die out in the like 96, 97 era, uh, there was this commercial that I think was almost ahead of its time. It was a couple of like, I don't want to call them goth kids. I would I would say it was your stereotypical millennial of today. They're like wearing vintage clothing and they're standing in a grassy field. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, they each bite into a gusher and then like with no enthusiasm whatsoever, uh, the girl says, gushers, oh my God. <laughs> And that's it. That's the whole commercial. And then it says, bewarethegush.com. It's like those weird Skittles commercials nowadays where, like, the kid has Skittle pox or whatever. Yes. Are these contagious? And, like, keeps eat, like, the girl eats them off his body. Like, no, I don't think so. And then, of course, she's covered in Skittles. (laughs) But I just, I feel like that commercial was ahead of its time. Like, it seems to fit more now in the clothing style. Like, back then, I would think more of the grunge, uh, like, grunge leading into the goth counterculture. I don't quite know what they were going with. Hmm. But, um, I just the, it was the classic gushers. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Uh, no, but it was like no enthusiasm whatsoever. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. And beware the gush.com. Uh, currently redirects to General Mills' website, which owns Betty Crocker, and it lists their offerings of fruit snack products. Really? That's probably a good idea on General Mills' part, too, because I could only imagine someone buying up Beware the Gush, what that would end up leading to. (laughs) I I was going to say, when I went to go type in the URL to see if it was valid, I can't remember the last time I was so scared to push enter. <laughs> like, I don't know where we were going, but I hope it's somewhere good. <laughs> My kids use this computer, so... Uh... <laughs> So as Gushers sort of faded out of popularity in 97, um, suddenly they were revived in 2001 when they became the official sponsor of a Canadian game show. (laughs) Canada just a few years behind. (laughs) Our frozen brethren to the north. Uh, Although from us, I mean, I could probably bike there on a long weekend. But regardless, <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> or, or thanks, 
or thanks to a weird trick of geography, if you're in Detroit, they're actually our brethren to the south as well. That's that's true. It's the only place in the U.S. where you can go south into Canada, including Alaska. Yep. yep. You know, uh, the song, uh, the uh, Midnight Train, what's the name of the song? It's a Journey song, right? Oh, uh, Don't Stop Believing." Don't stop believing. So when they talk about South Detroit, you know, born and raised in South Detroit, I always like stop and I'm like, there is no South Detroit. South <laughs> Detroit is Canada. Can- yep. <laughs> you can sort of make it up to the water, but where, uh, show me on the map where South Detroit is. Yeah, exactly. If you're born and raised in South Detroit, that would literally be like, you know, at the big Joe Lewis fist. <laughs> like there are no homes there at all. Like you would not That's be born true. and raised there. That is there. very industrial area. Yeah. Well, I mean. There's a casino. I say now it's very much like a thriving downtown area. But yeah, it's definitely not a place where people live. So this Canadian game show was called Uh-Oh. And it is very, very similar to Double Dare. Okay. Uh, essentially, it is broken out into a physical challenge, a quiz round similar to Double Dare. And um, the aspect that they added that I thought was very Canadian is they have a person that they refer to as the Punisher. And if you are the losing team or if you get a question wrong at the end of the segment, essentially the Punisher comes out to torture you. And he actually wears like a executioner's mask and football pads for some reason. (laughs) And, you know, he'll there's various clips on YouTube of him picking up kids out of the audience and throwing them into a kiddie pool full of slime. (laughs) oh lord (laughs) like a very aggressive form of nickelodeon (laughs) and they all had crazy like hosts for each segment so the show was hosted by wink yahoo that was his stage name hopefully (laughs) Uh, the scorekeeper was slashing sam okay the uh quiz master was patricia and that was just her name she was quiz master patricia uh, it, the slime master was in tar- was in charge of the slime tour, which was the physical action segment when they had, would have to do the challenge, like in Double Dare. Okay. okay, yeah. And then you had, of course, the Punisher, who was the masked character. Oh, and then the announcer, like the overhead announcer, was Mister Voiceman. <laughs> Voiceman. <laughs> Mister Voiceman. <laughs> That's fantastic. You can watch, uh, the show was filmed in Ontario. It ran for six seasons, but it was like a multiple thing a week deal. So it went for 256 episodes. Wow. That's crazy. So you can actually watch a lot of them on YouTube. Hmm. Or all Uh, of them. If (laughs) if you're on that long (laughs) weekend bike ride to Canada. (laughs) I'm wondering... I was wondering if uh, if Mr. Voiceman, if that was his real name, or if it was kind of like in 30 Rock where Dr. Spaceman is actually Spachemin, like if it's <laughs> Voicemen or something like that. <laughs> that could be Spachemin. Voiceman. Voicemen. So in the opening of every show, kind of like, I remember what would you do on Nickelodeon? Yeah. 
So they would always come out at the beginning of what would you do? And they would show like a brief like segment, like when they were like, they would walk on the street and ask a guy like, would you be willing to shave half your mustache for $10 or something like that? (laughs) And then it would cut to the audience and they would all go, what would you do? So this show borrowed that as well. But uh, instead they would ask a question with a like extreme, uh, consequence like for example it says when you press the eject button on a toilet seat and so so mr voiceman would come out and say when you press the eject button on a toilet seat and the audience would all yell "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh and there are some super cuts on youtube of just the uh uh-oh lines and for some reason that's the only one that uh sticks in my head but there were some great like dad joke type lines in there it kind of reminds <laughs> me of the old top gear episodes when they used to introduce the stig <laughs> oh yeah some, some say, say. That his, <laughs> his favorite t-shirt has a picture of a shirt on it <laughs> and, <laughs> and in his wallet he keeps a picture of a wallet <laughs> all we know is we call him the stig <laughs> Oh, I missed the Stig. Yeah. So as a as a result of this show and their primary sponsorship from 2001 to 2003, then Gushers had a huge upspike in Canada. And uh, because of that, they started releasing new flavors and new ad campaigns, which is why you're probably back to seeing commercials. Although I doubt we'll get one on the Super Bowl. Probably not. <laughs> probably not this year. But hey, there's always 2020. <laughs> we could do moon pies. <laughs> hey, there we go. Or uh, cosmic brownies or whatever yeah. those things are called. Oatmeal cream pies are always Ooh. my favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh. Or zebra cakes. Think oh. of... <laughs> Can you guys think of any other like candy, though, that's released under the Betty Crocker label? No, that's when why I, think I was of so Betty surprised. Crocker... Yeah, because everything else I can think of for Betty Crocker is like, like a baked thing, you know, like a like yeah, a like cookie. brownie mix yeah. or cake mix or things of that nature. Proving that there is a top 100 list for everything. <laughs> Complex.com counted down the greatest fruit snacks of all time. And Gusher Fruit Gushers, they use the proper name, Fruit Gushers. Good on them. Uh yeah, uh, fell to number two. And wow. uh, it lists Betty Crocker as the maker. And it says, Gushers were so delicious that you wish the little baggies had the Mary Poppins effect and never ended. Our favorite pastime was pairing them different combinations to create different flavors in your mouth. <laughs> it's like the jelly bean thing. You're like, ooh, yes. I could make uh, watermelon grape because that's a thing. <laughs> But that doesn't work if you're doing watermelon and the black jelly bean, because then it just tastes like the black jelly bean. Oh, of course. (laughs) It's like putting black watercolor in anything else. It's just... Yes. So the the part about that review or that description of the product made me laugh, because I have never mixed and matched a gusher, because I can never think of a time that I have opened the package and they already weren't stuck together like a glob (laughs) in the bottom of it. (laughs) That's so true. That is one property of this uh, fruit snack that we did not talk about in comparison to other fruit snacks, is most fruit snacks, you have to like apply pressure to get them to stick together. They generally don't 
don't, you know, get stick in the carpet, leave residue on your hands. They're usually like the safer snack that you can give your kids and not have to worry about a huge mess. In fact, if one does fall on the floor in two weeks, you can vacuum it up because it'll be a brick. Say, it's like yep. a little Lego at that point. Yeah. Yep. But not with gushers. <laughs> nope. nope. Not with gushers. There, you will never get that stick off of your Walkman. Like that play <laughs> button will never feel the same again. No. And like you said, they always would stick inside the package. Like it's like a model of like a molecule, um, just like <laughs> all Except glob the together. Worst molecule ever. <laughs> if by worst you mean delicious. <laughs> it's true. So my favorite <laughs> flavor was always the blue, like the sour ones. Oh yeah, those were so good. Um, and those were those you know back then when you were like seven, you didn't care that it turned your your teeth, your tongue, your lips, your entire face blue. <laughs> That's the trouble. It's like anytime I try to get a snow cone or even like a blue Gatorade will sometimes do that, you know. So you have to really be careful. But... That's true. Yeah, the but... other uh, the other property of uh, Gushers was that you could never eat just one package because they only came like six in a pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you'd sit down to eat one, and you'd eat the whole box. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that's why they were always good for, like, packed lunches. Is yes. You could stick one in there, because the rest of them are in the pantry at home. Like, you can't go back and get more. So it's like, all right, well, I guess that's... Here's a little taste of sugar yeah. to get you through your day. Exactly. <laughs> the only thing that could make the other kids jealous of your cold lunch was the gushers. While the rest of us were eating our hot ham and cheese on Wednesdays. Oh, God. <laughs> or our uh, lunchables, or the pizza lunchables. Yes. Oh, that was the pride of the lunchroom. It had for to cold be the lunch. pizza one. Couldn't be the the ham and cheese ones and turkey and cheese. Mm-mm. It was all about the pizza one, or the nachos. The nachos were a pleasant surprise. Oh, God, that nacho cheese still gives me nightmares. <laughs> Why did you heat it? Co- did you ever warm it up? Or did no. you always just eat it cold? No, just ate it cold, and that nacho cheese does not taste good cold. I always liked it, but that's the thing is, in a Lunchable, what are you going to do? You can't nuke the container, it'll melt. Right. That's true. That's true. You have to eat it cold. Or you have to let it come up to room temperature and hope the salsa doesn't kill you. <laughs> yeah, because you always had that cold pack in your lunch thing, so it would keep your stuff cold. Maybe rich people did. We just left ours outside. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, one thing I did find when I was doing research for this that made me laugh really hard, because this was literally like the first thing that came up when I searched for, I, I looked up fruit gushers, interesting facts, just to see if anything interesting would pop up. And the, the, description of it said much like a tide pod it was (laughs) (laughs) this explains so much now (laughs) it said it said something along the lines of much like a tide pod it was a container with a gel inside only you know edible and actually (laughs) said that in parentheses (laughs) that that made me laugh pretty hard when i saw that (laughs) like struggling to find a way to to uh, be able to describe gushers to people just tell them it's a tide pod it'll make sense Mm. 
Tide Pod. <laughs> oh, that, that's our generation's delicacy right there. <laughs> Tide Pod Rod, right? Tide Pod Rod. <laughs> going back to our Garbage Pail Kids episode. <laughs> so going back to Gushers, which is a, you know, a difficult topic to swallow. Uh, uh, that chew, yes. the, <laughs> the rundown of flavors are including all varieties up till 2017 are tropical flavors, which I always thought that was just the flavor you got when they were all mashed together in the bottom of the package. <laughs> Makes sense. Watermelon Blast, which reminds me of Gallagher. Yeah. That, made, that, that one was one of my favorites. Say, wear a poncho <laughs> if you're in the front row. <laughs> exactly. Strawberry Splash, which just tells me it's a bad strawberry if it's liquid. Yep. <laughs> Screaming Green Apple, which means you should remove the worm. <laughs> Busting Berry Lemonade. Ooh. I yep. cannot say the joke I wanted to on air. <laughs> Rest in Peace Gushing Grape. Yes, yep. Triple Berry Shock. I also cannot repeat the joke that I had written. <laughs> Rocking Blue Raspberry, which kind of reminds me of Rock and Rye, even though that has nothing to do with uh, raspberry. But right. is Rock and Rye just a Michigan thing? Or I do so. other companies besides Fago make a Rock and Rye? Oh, I think Fago's the only one. Um, I, I mean, the, I know of at least one other company I've seen that makes a soda similar to it but it's slightly different it was like a almost like a mix of rye and like root beer kind of flavor to it hmm hmm yeah i don't know yeah it's very much a a fago thing and fago is very much a midwestern thing so oh yeah very much so fruitomic punch ted kennedy's favorite Oh, really? They got him on record saying that. That's neat. <laughs> well, Fruitomic. <laughs> what's uh, what's Ted Kennedy's favorite drink? I don't know. Gin and tonic? A scotch and murky water. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> but you made me do this. You gave me gushers as a topic. <laughs> Extreme Kiwi Explosion, those poor birds. Yeah. Or those New Zealanders. <laughs> <laughs> I had not thought about that. Long live the Kiwi. That's right. <laughs> also my favorite episode of Rescue Rangers. Oh, man. I haven't thought about that show in a while. Passion Berry Punch. Hmm. You think passion berry punch is like a sweet and sour? Maybe, maybe because you know it's 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 passionate, but it's also a punch. Yeah, could I guess. be. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking it'd be like passion fruit, but those definitely aren't berries. So I don't know what it That's would be. True. I don't know what it would be. Double dare berry, which tells me that they thought they were sponsoring the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> robo berry ultra blast robo berry huh robo berry so it's from the future ah nice the year 3000 <laughs> in the year 3000 oh wait in the year 2000 <laughs> we'll talk about that next week no mighty max is next week we don't know yet we haven't picked it yet 
Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the what nostalgia combat's in. for. I knew it. The fix is in. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be sometime in the next couple months. <laughs> My next favorite uh, flavor is sour. Just sour. That's it. Just sour. <laughs> Much like this episode. <laughs> Followed only by Super Sour. Oh. Wow. Which was our Laffy Tappy episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Hey, we did some good stuff in that episode. That was Cedar Point and TRL, so thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Mm, Carson Daly. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's going off the rails tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> So in the in the newer varieties of gushers, which um, are outside of our time frame, but I just have to mention this because it made me laugh. They have a variety box, but they just can't call it a variety box. It is a gushers mood morpher. Oh yeah, I saw Ooh. that when I was doing some research on this. The mood. Um, morpher. They also have a Hawaiian punch and a fruit punch. Yeah, I. Isn't the Hawaiian punch supposed to be like somewhat like the actual Hawaiian punch drink? Yep. It like is. the flavor? Nice. Interesting. Indeed. You know, I always wish that the way they stick together, I kind of wish they would make gushers that you could like build animals out of and then eat them. <laughs> like that modu- modular awesome. fruit snacks. <laughs> yeah. Like if they, you know, like printed them or whatever they do to make them their particular shape they press them is probably more accurate um i think it would be great if they like you know here's like you know the horse butt and the goat head and then you could stick them together and you could have a horse goat (laughs) that would be awesome like i always wish you could do that with a lego candy that's like one of the biggest disappointments with lego candy is they don't actually stick together but if we had gushers they totally would. They would stick they together. They totally would. <laughs> they would stick to your mom's carpet, the back of the couch. You'll never get the stain off the wall. It's, yeah, yeah. it's Gushers. Yep. <laughs> well, guys, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, did anyone else have any <laughs> final final thoughts? Uh, Long live Gushers, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Long live the king. All right. <laughs> I promise not to make any more Kennedy jokes. <laughs> Oh, boy. It's going to be a fun episode to edit. (laughs) (laughs) So much blooper. (laughs) Well, I guess that wraps up our discussion on the delicious, mouth-watering, juice-never-ending gushers. So now we're going to move on to Nostalgic Combat. Nostalgic Combat! Nostalgia Wombat! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Yes. I have devised a trivia question for my co-host to answer. Whoever is closest will get to lead their chat next week. Brian has the Mighty Max animated series, and Adam has Y2K. Woo! Yeah. You guys ready? Let's do yeah. this. Oh. All right. As I mentioned earlier, Betty Crocker was the complete and total creation of an advertisement 
agency. Uh, in particular, a man named Bruce Barton, which sounds like he should be famous for anything except creating uh, Betty Crocker. <laughs> like, that's a sweet name, and I feel like it is wasted on Betty Crocker. Although, he has probably gone on to make more money from this ad campaign, considering that it started in 1921 and is still a household name today Jeez. than, you know, any other... Uh, I mean, it is the Zeus of General Mills. <laughs> yes. So, in 1930, General Mills issued the first Betty Crocker recipe book. Okay. The 10th edition of the Betty Crocker cookbook was published in what year? When was the first one published again, Paul? 1930. I'm going to go with... And I would not have have selected this unless it fell within our years of... (laughs) I was going to say 1940. uh, Operating. So... And I knew you were, which is why before you put your foot in your mouth, I decided I would add that caveat that I would not have selected this as a question if it had not fallen in our operating years. Fair Fair. enough. I'm going to go with 1984. Fair. Uh, I don't want to be that guy, but the one I'd come up with before he asked was 86. All right, so 84 for the first one and 86... uh, for the second one? Yeah. All right. You guys are both horribly wrong. It is 2005. Wow. But I have to give it to Adam <laughs> because he failed less spectacularly. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> I'm not a miserable failure. Yeah, I'm yeah. A... You're like Buzz Lightyear, falling with style. <laughs> there you go. Failing with style in this instance. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. Adam's going to be guiding us through the wondrous land of Y2K next time. I still have Mighty Max, the animated series, in my pocket. But now we need to go visit the Hopper of Imagination to get Paul his own topic. We want to remind all of our listeners that if there's a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, you can submit those at our website, www.datingourselvespodcast.com. Yes, so I have my topics here in the Hopper of Imagination. Paul is going to pick one topic from the list. I'm going to give him the categories in which these topics exist, and then whichever one he picks, that will determine his topic. So, Paul, your choices, if you should choose to pick them. Are I do music artist movie or toys? Ooh, you have Mighty Max the TV series, correct, Brian? I do. Okay, so it's not a you don't have a toy. When was the last time we talked about a toy? Um, uh, recently, when we did uh, Tamagotchis. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, I guess that would be considered a toy. I'm gonna go with movie then. Okay, so. Pick number one or two. Always number two. <laughs> Always number two <laughs> means that your topic for next time is the Michael J. Fox classic Teen Wolf. 
Wow. Ooh. All right. <laughs> I, I do love some Teen Wolf. It is a good movie. I'm glad that you specified the Michael J. Fox version and not the MTV C- series. The CW or whatever it is. <laughs> I think it was MTV, wasn't it? I think I it might know. have been. Yeah. They need something to fill the gap because they don't show music videos. <laughs> M actually stands for mammal now, which is why Teen Wolf's on there. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that that's uh, that's a show, folks. That's a wrap. So make sure to check us out next time when Adam talks about Y2K. And in future episodes, I'll be discussing Mighty Max, the animated series, and Paul will be discussing Teen Wolf. Thanks again for joining us on Dating Ourselves. And if you like what you heard, there's more to come. You can check us out at datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us your submissions at datingourselvespodcast at aol.com. We've got mail. <laughs> See, I didn't even try and say it that time because I knew someone was going to steal the line. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to iTunes, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Nice try, Brian. (laughs) Please be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the throwback action. There was a naughty word (laughs) in my line for the script. Brian is going to go to timeout. Uh, we post additional content on Facebook at facebook.com slash dating ourselves podcast. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at Dating Ourselves Podcast, and we're on Twitter at Dated Podcast. And remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dating. Bye, guys. Say goodbye.